Good evening, Mike and Andy back with the SFL on a Wednesday night. It's been a uh, couple-week hiatus with a Thanksgiving holiday and a few different things. Andy, you uh, you there with me? I'm with you, Mike. Good to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. You know, you had uh, you were down for the count. With, you were sick for a while, and uh, then we had Thanksgiving. You just haven't had time to uh, to get the podcast in, and we are uh, now at the playoffs. Back right in time, Mike, for the big playoff push. Well, the playoff push is over. The playoffs begin this week. Exciting. And my team will be in it for the first time in five years. Wow. Miracles do happen. What are you, uh, what are you putting your chances on, on winning the thing? Well, we're taking one game at a time, Mike. Okay. Sounds like one a wise at- coaching move. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's anybody, anybody, you know, can win it. It, for sure, it just takes one good or bad week, and anything can happen. That's that's the exciting part about it. This is an odd week for me. Um, I have three buys uh, this week of my fantasy teams. I'm playing one game, one playoff, yeah. one other playoff Jeez. game in our dynasty league. So um, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, interesting week. I guess just sit back for the most part, Mike, and enjoy it. Yeah, you know, you don't have to stress about it, worry about it. I know, but I like to look at it all the time. That's, I know. I know. That's the thing. Even when the season's over with, that's what's nice about Dynasty. It's because you can still go and look and try and make moves. And it's weird when the season ends because you're just kind of looking at your team and, like, there's no other games left to be played, right. you know, in a redraft league. I mean, we're already at week 13. There's only a quarter of the NFL season left. Yeah. I mean, the time is just absolutely flying by. It has. It's Unbelievable, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I will uh, break the news to everybody. It looks, looks like the uh, the baby will be coming early, um, so they are uh, planning on inducing Julie around December twenty second. So about two wow. two and a half weeks here. So um, pl- having uh, playing it day by day at this point. So very exciting, Mike. Well. Uh, We'll see what happens. So, fingers, Congrats, man. fingers crossed. So I might uh, might be unavailable uh, very soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My God, that's awesome. So yeah, I'll uh, probably be a little Christmas elf and uh, come early. There you go. Christmas coming early this year. Yeah, Christmas is probably in the hospital. So I'm guessing pro- I'm probably no Christmas Eve then for you this year. That's what it's looking like. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. That's all right, Mike. I will take over uh, commissioner duties, and I will hand the trophy to the champion. Okay. If it's you, um, we're going to have to make a trip to the hospital. Okay. The entire Schmidt clan. <laughs> SFL. SFL trip to the hospital to hand the trophy to Mike. Well, I think I think what would be appropriate is if I am holding the baby and I walk through the tunnel of everybody giving us a high five. There you go. I, and then I get the trophy. And you get the trophy. Yep, it's perfect. Okay, deal. Um, so we have uh, we have six playoff teams, Andy. Yes, we do, Mike. Four of them were not in the playoffs last year. I was just looking at that. Oh, really? You and my dad are the only two teams I think they were in the playoffs last season. Okay, and uh, we did not win, so we are. Uh, Still hungry. Yes. Our defending champion, Eric, did not make it in this year. 
Second time in a row that's happened. Now, um, Eric had a historically bad season. Was it the worst season in SFL history? Yes. Record, worst record in SFL history. One in 12. My, oh, my. He just had some bad luck. Number one overall pick, Saquon Barkley, did not uh, not help him. Did not pan out at all, man. And really, pretty much everything that could have possibly went wrong for Eric Steen this year seemed to go wrong. Yeah. It was just a rough season. I'm sure he's glad that it's over with and he can start fresh again next year. Um, he just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to lose in the toilet bowl. No, year. and I understand that. You're He's still playing. Still projected playing for that. to win this week, um, playing Joey's team. Yeah, holy crap! Yeah, ninety-four and a half points. Yeah, so Eric could uh, could help himself with uh, with the brackets. That's good. I mean, you never want to. As long as you can avoid the toilet bowl, that's still you know right. consider that a success with a one in twelve record. Even if he, he he would basically he he does have to um, win twice, right? He has to win twice to climb out. So to climb out of the toilet bowl, if he loses once, he's probably in it, right? He's now. in it, yeah. Just based off of his seating, yeah. So so Eric and you now hold. You guys are tied. You both had a ten and three season. So that's the the highest the, the best season in SFL history. And then Eric owns the record for the worst record also in SFL history. Back to very interesting. Eric is probably hoping for a uh, six seed next year just to kind of make things interesting. Yeah. I mean, mean, look what Matt did. Matt had a turnaround last year. He went from first to worst. Yeah. And uh, he's in the playoffs now. So he is. Yeah. We had, uh, so we have, you know, our six playoff teams and our six non playoff teams. Andy, let's go over the consolation ladder first. So we have Uncle Tom's team playing Joe Marco. Um, both teams finished six and seven. Uncle Tom's team made a late push, but man, they got blasted um, the last week. Uncle Joe had his best week of this, one of his best weeks of the season. The revenge on Stefan Dick. Yeah, and he really looking at these scores, it was kind of a low scoring week. It really Besides, was a low scoring um, week. Uncle Joe crushed it. Evan got over a hundred. Besides that, that's I mean, it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was a very interesting week. I mean, I think I had my lowest output of the season uh, this week. I, you did. So you did. Tyler Lockett. Any got concerns me. about Tyler Lockett? Yeah, I, I mean, we'll we'll get into my you know the playoff teams and my team, but yeah, I'm, that's would definitely say that uh, he is very concerning. Um, so in just, just looking at the, the final standings and the final points scored, Andy, so, I mean, if you look at, you know, your, your six playoff teams here um, or your six non-playoff teams here, Uncle Tom's team finished six and seven, but they were second. Oh, that's points allowed. Excuse me. Not points four. Uh, Uncle Tom's team was eighth in points four, um, but he was right in the thick of it for the final playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Joe Marco, 1,145 points. Uncle team, although he made the bad Stefan Diggs move, he just missed out on playoffs points-wise. And he still – did he still outscore Uncle Tom's team? He He's, outscored yeah, Uncle he, Tom, Joe Marco. Joe yeah, Fantuzo, Joey, and Eric. 
So we had two teams. I don't know if this is the first time ever not crack a thousand points for the season. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I'm not sure. Might might be a, a, an all time first. Um. So, but I mean, you've got you know Matt's team barely outscoring Uncle Joe's team, so everybody else was above twelve forty in the playoffs. Yeah. And it kind of, the records at the start of this season, it was kind of a, you know, there was the really good teams and the really bad teams. And of course it all was kind of clumped together again. You know, we're, we had what, two nine and four teams, one 10 and three team, two eight and five teams. Well, I mean, look, you look at it this year and the Catawba division was top to bottom, the best best division in the league this year, um, which has not historically been the case. And me and my dad were joking earlier on in the season that the Catawba division was the, the men's division and the Royalton division was the little boys division. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. um, I mean, not year... necessarily. I mean, you, you crushed it this year, Mike. Your team was um, really something special. Well, it's only regular season, and it only, it only matters, you know, in, in the playoffs. So we'll, uh, we'll see what, uh, what can happen. So let's, let's review the consolation letter. Obviously, like I said, we have Uncle Tom's team and Joe Marco's team going at it in the first round of the consolation ladder. Um, the winner completely avoids the toilet bowl. The loser has a chance to be in it. Um, team Fantuzo versus Uncle Joe. And he, what, what did you make of the uh, last-minute trade ditch attempt on <laughs> Wednesday? Um, I thought it was a little bit um... – little bit scandalous there to say the least okay um remind everybody what the trade offer was so the trade was uncle tom would be acquiring juju smith schuster and joe fantuzo would be acquiring james washington um so really this week that trade would have been obviously better for joe fantuzo's team uh, James Washington had a great game. Juju didn't even play. Yeah, James Washington had 19 points this week. The only thing that was a little bit scandalous about it was he needed Evans' team to lose, correct? To have a shot at getting into the playoffs. And Evans' team was playing Joe Fantuzo's team this week. Yes, exactly. And Joe Fantuzo has not made a move all year. Exactly. Hmm. So also, I mean, long long term, who which player would you want? If you made the playoffs, you were making a, a run at it, would you rather have Juju or would you rather have James Washington? I mean, Juju was a second-round draft pick. However, Juju has not done anything all season. Um, and the Steelers obviously have QB issues. But the, really, the reason that the trade was declined and denied was, and I don't know why, this year, the uh, trade deadline was so late. It really should have been two weeks ago. You know, you don't, you can't trade a week before playoffs. You just can't, can't do it. Yeah, what is it? It's week ten. Is that when the deadline is? Yeah, it should have been. I, I don't know how it got extended or, or what happened. <clears throat> um, so that that was the primary reason for it. But you know, it uh, remains to be seen whether there was any uh, tomfoolery or chicanery going on uh behind the back you know in the, in the background yeah who knows 
Who knows? It's a mystery. The uh, SFL investigators are on the case, apparently. So we can conduct a full blown investigation. Yeah, I mean that's you know that would be something to investigate in the off season. We'll see. We'll see if the commissioner uh, hires a crew. Yeah, remains to be seen. So. Team Fantuzo plays Uncle Joe's team, is projected to win. Eric plays Joey's team, so it'll be an interesting consolation later. Andy, do you have any projections for these three games? What do you think is going to happen and who you got? I'm predicting victories for Joe Marco, Uncle Joe, and Eric, just just how it's predicted right now. Um, Uncle Joe's team, really, I mean – Uncle Joe's team has some pretty good players on it. Yeah, and just, just it's a shame. Had a hole you know, early. If he would have held on to Stefan Diggs, who knows? You yeah. know, I mean, he has he has some studs on his team. So yeah, DK Metcalf's um, having a great rookie season. He really is. So DeAndre he'll be, Hopkins, he'll be a player. He'll be a Leonard Fournette had a great great um, bounce back season. Yeah, what do you make well? of the Jaguars? They bench Nick Foles this week and are going back to Gardner. I, as soon as Gardner came in, they started scoring points. Yeah. I didn't understand benching Gardner in the first place. I mean, I know they're paying Nick Foles a lot of money, but right. um, I think Gardner is a good quarterback. Yeah. He's had a good rookie season. He has. Now, is he going to be starting from here on out, did they say? Or? Yes. They said he's a starter. So, I don't know. Right. I don't know next season if it's going to be a competition or if it's going to be I, – I would think if Gardner continues to play well, it would be his job to lose yeah. going into next season. But – you never know. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I have him in Dynasty, so I'm hoping that he uh, oh, yeah, that's good. keeps the job. Good guy to have in Dynasty. Um, so my, my projections this week, I am going to go with uh, Joe Marco. I'm going to go with Uncle Joe, and then I'm going to go with Joey's team. Okay. Uh, to knock Eric off. Um, so uh, what I'm thinking... Who do you who you got for your uh, in who do you got in the toilet bowl, and who do you have losing the toilet bowl? I am actually going to say that Joey is going to be our toilet bowl champion this year. Oh, okay. okay. That's my that's my prediction. I'm going to say it's going to be Team Fantuzo versus Eric, with Team Fantuzo taking the toilet bowl loss, taking the crown with all that potential. That's what I'm going to say. That would be something. So, And the computer had him predicted to be the champion this year, of course. I mean, they drafted the team. Right. They like their team. Exactly. I was actually – Mike, I was predicted to finish in last place this year after the draft. Well, I mean, you look at – you know, and, and here's what we, we can look at too. We haven't even really talked much about um, individual players. So, I mean, even if you look at, um, you know, the, the scoring leaders for the season – it uh, really was not how it was projected. I mean, Alvin Kamara, the number two pick in the draft, yeah, he had a good, pretty good year, but it wasn't, you know, the top season that many people thought. Um, along with Saquon Barkley, who had a lot of injury issues this year, so it, it really, really was very interesting. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of like a transition year in a way. It was weird. Like there was a lot of younger emerging talent both at the receiver position 
in the running back position. They were stepping into like those RB one yeah. wide receiver one roles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you look at somebody like Chris Godwin, who's had an amazing year. Tampa Bay wide receiver. You know, he was what like a third, probably fourth round, maybe fifth round yeah. pick this year. You know, he's, I mean, he's DJ Sharp wasn't even drafted. Right. Never heard you of. You know. Yeah. It's. So I mean, you've got uh, you know your your running back points here. So. Uh, number one running back, I'll give you one guess, Andy. Uh, it's an easy one. That's McCaffrey. Absolutely. He has had 305 points this year. He's averaging 25 points per game. Dalvin Cook, 235 points. Derrick Henry, third running back in fantasy, 202 points. Aaron Jones, fourth, 192. And your guy, Austin Eckler, Andy, 187. Ezekiel Elliott, 184, Nick Chubb, 182, Leonard Fournette, 181, and Mark Ingram, 171. Andy, I mean, I, there's no way uh, before the season I would have been close to getting that right. Maybe, McCa- yeah. maybe McCaffrey, maybe a healthy Dalvin Cook near the top. But, I mean, the way Saquon Barkley performed last year, I mean, he was unbelievable. It's crazy. And it's really just – Saquon's performance is definitely just a reflection of the team right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's not much other talent around him. They've been flip-flopping between quarterbacks. I think I heard um, Danny Dimes is getting benched this week now. I thought he was hurt. Was, is, okay, maybe that's yeah, what it is. He's hurt, so um, they're going back to uh, Eli. So if anybody wants him in fantasy, Eli is available this week, folks. It's final uh, hurrah. Your number one quarterback this year, Andy? Any guesses? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. 316 points, the number one fantasy score so far this season. He has 977 yards rushing, seven touchdowns, 25 touchdown passes. Only five, crazy. Only five picks. Andy, uh, crazy. is he your MVP right now? I'd say so, easily. Hard-pressed hard to uh, to find anybody having a better season. He, he very well could break Patrick Mahomes' record of most fantasy points scored in a season this year. Uh, he's, he's certainly pacing to do it. Isn't that crazy? Like when Patrick Mahomes put up those numbers last year, no one, I mean, everybody kind of thought he, he himself was going to regress fantasy yeah. points wise, but to think that somebody the very next season would come and break it is, was, you know, yeah, and somebody who we all thought couldn't throw well. Yes. I mean, props to the Ravens, their coaching staff for, building an offense that suits this guy's skill set and putting him in position to play well. I mean, he, he doesn't I, have the, the top yards passing. Like, you know, R- Russell Wilson, he's about 600 yards behind. But Russell Wilson, I mean, Russell Wilson's having an MB- MVP caliber season as well. He's got 26 touchdowns and four interceptions. But Lamar just, is just running. Just imagine, though, how good Lamar could be under Freddie. What he could do with him. Andy, why did you have to say the F word on this podcast? <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. We can't talk about it. We will not be saying the F word on this podcast. <laughs> tonight, at least tonight. I, I don't feel, I cannot rant about the podcast. We can't. I know. We, we can't, can't do, do it. it. I can't. Russell I've Wilson was your number two quarterback so far this season. 258 fantasy points. Deshaun Watson, third, 257. Dak Prescott, I would not have picked that. 250 no, points. And Josh Allen, 230, rounding out your top five. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is seventh. You have Kyler Murray, sixth in fantasy points, Andy. 
Uh, he's he's Patrick having a nice Mahomes, year. Holmes, two hundred and five points. Obviously, he missed some time. He has twenty touchdown passes, two interceptions. Um, but Tom Brady really not having his best year. I mean, he has, does have eighteen touchdown passes and six interceptions, though. Um, boy, uh, into your boy Baker, fifteen and and fourteen, only one hundred and fifty eight fantasy points. Good for one, two. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19th best fantasy quarterback. Mm, tied have thought? with Jacoby Brissett. Who would have thought? Fantasy points. Brutal. Yeah, it's depressing. Brutal. It is. Ugh. Jared Goff has had an off year as well. Phillip Rivers, uh, not his best season. Uh, disappointing year for Carson Wentz, too. Um, getting into wide receivers here, um, any guesses the number one wide receiver this year? Uh, Chris Godwin. Michael Thomas. Chris Godwin is second. Michael Thomas, 215 points. He is 110 receptions, Andy. Yeah, it's crazy. 110 receptions. I saw a stat. I don't know if we. I said this on the podcast or not or who I was talking to and I was saying this or not, but – uh, there was a stat that came out that went. You remember when uh, Teddy Bridgewater played? Yeah. So the so far in the NFL this season, the highest quarterback to wide receiver completion percentage, the number one is Drew Brees to Michael Thomas at eighty one percent. The number two is Teddy Bridgewater to Michael Thomas at eighty percent. Nobody He's else is even at seventy percent. It's crazy. This number two guy in receptions this year is DeAndre Hopkins with 86. Michael Thomas, 110. 110. That's nuts. Unbelievable. I I love Michael Thomas. He is absolutely one of my favorite players personally in the league. Um, I have him on my dynasty team. Um, Just uh, he's just having a fantastic season for the Nolan. Catches everything. Saints. Yeah, I mean, guys, guys, unbelievable. But uh, your guest, Chris Godwin, he's not far behind. Michael Thomas has 215 fantasy points. Chris Godwin has 202. The only other receiver uh, above 200 points. He has nine touchdown receptions, does Godwin. Um, his, uh, his running mate, Mike Evans, third, 182 fantasy points. DeAndre Hopkins, fourth. Kenny Galladay, fifth. Amari Cooper, sixth. Cooper Cup, Julian Edelman, DJ Shark, and DJ Moore round out the top ten of wide receivers uh, moving on quickly to tight end Andy um, it's been an odd year for tight ends it really has been Travis Kelsey hasn't done anything this year either he has 145 points last year he, he was ranked? a top 10 receiver um, to give you a wide receiver comparison of that of that number um, hang on I'm going back He is on par with Calvin Ridley and Devontae Parker. Wow. What a change a year makes, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he was a uh, top two or, yeah, second round draft pick, I believe, right? The, he, was like a, he was like late one, early probably. two in, in, yeah. many, in many drafts this season. Uh, Mark Andrews, your second best tight end, 130 points. Darren Waller, third. 
Zach Ertz, fourth. Austin Hooper, fifth. Kittle, sixth. Hunter Henry, Andy. Hunter Henry didn't even play half the season. Yeah. And he's your seventh best tight end. Seventh best tight end. He hasn't even played half the season. It's a weird position. That's why if if you have a solid tight end, it really benefits your team. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, look at, you know, Mark Andrews was a late-round draft pick. He was. Darren Waller was a free agent. Yep. Austin Hooper might have been a free agent. I don't remember if he was drafted or not. He's probably probably, – I bet he was a late pick. But he was probably late. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) George Kittle's had a very disappointing season. Only 109 points for Kittle. After he blew – he was was he the number one – number two tight end last year? Number, right? Yeah, yeah, number two because Kelsey had a big year. Yeah. But, I mean – Or no, Ertz – or I bet Ertz was probably number two because Ertz had a huge Ertz, year last Ertz year too. Ertz great year last year. Massive yeah. year. Yeah. So, it's been a very, very interesting year for tight ends. And, I mean, if you're lucky enough to have, you know, one of the top couple guys, congrats. congrats. Makes a difference. Absolutely. Moving on briefly to the uh, top three defenses. Andy, I think we all know who the number one defense is. San Fran. Really? That would be my guess. The number one fantasy scoring defense? Who is it? I mean, that's who I would guess. Oh, <laughs> duh. Patriots. <laughs> I, see, that's what's funny. That's what's funny is like I, don't, I still don't think of them as like a great defensive team. I know. You know? I forgot they put up all these insane points. Yeah. Good I, God. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I forgot Andy, about that. Andy, they, they've we, scored. We've talked about that multiple I times. know. That's why I was like, really? I know it's been a while. I know you're getting a little rusty. I haven't done the podcast <laughs> in a while. Man. My that's, apologies uh, no, that's to my all right. team and the New England Patriots organization. <laughs> yeah, they have six touchdowns this year, 20 interceptions, 40 sacks, 191. Fantasy points. Next closest, San Francisco 49ers, 160 fantasy points. Uh, Steelers are third, Andy, 139. And then 108 for the Ravens, 106 for the Saints, 105 for the Rams. And then everybody else is kind of clustered together in the 70s, 80s. And then you have your worst defense. Any any guesses for whom the worst defense in the NFL is? I'm guessing it's probably the Dolphins. Good guess. Seven points. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's terrible. Seven points. The Cardinals, nine points. So, and the Bengals, 19 fantasy points. So, uh, if you have Browns players this week in fantasy, I would probably play them this week, and I would probably play them next week. Yes, for sure. Jarvis all day long, Kareem Hunt all day long, Nick Chubb all damn day. Maybe they'll run him more than five times in the second half. Andy, don't make me say the F word, please. I don't want to talk about that buffoon wearing a T-shirt. Oh, my God. Andy, there's going to be a podcast at the end of the year. I've been taking notes. The venting podcast. Yes, there will be a venting podcast. However, I've also been taking notes for all Mr. F words scandals week by week, which I will so succinctly and cannot wait to lay out for you at the end of the season. I'm excited. As I rant like a lunatic. <laughs> you got to get it off your chest, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to have to. You got to get it off your chest. I have to. So um, I apologize in advance to my son. Um, hopefully he <laughs> will uh, not hear his father um, go into a Cleveland Browns tirade. Ugh. 
Okay, Mike, they, the younger, the better. They got to learn young. It's true. It's not an easy life to a Browns fan. I mean, the, the question is, do I put him in a Browns, do I put him in his Baker Mayfield jersey for his first game day? I mean, that's that's the real question. I don't know. Anyway, we'll, you, got, we'll, you have to. We'll, we'll, we'll cross we'll bring that. Him good luck. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, uh, let's uh, let's let's go to the second half here, Andy, of our podcast, and, and really talk about the uh, the playoffs and the bracket that, that we have. So we have our six playoff teams. We have Run CMC, the Pac Men, who beat me. This past week to clinch the Catawba division because Mark also won. Um, had Uncle Bill's team lost, Mark would have clinched the Catawba division wow. and the first round by. So that really was actually a big game. And props to Bill's team because he took me down twice. I, I, two of my three losses are yeah, from, that's impressive. straight from him. So well done, sir. Uh, and you, obviously, Andy, were the, uh, the only other one. So, uh, you know, you, yeah. you, you two have my number. Apparently, we'll see. We'll see, Mike. Um, but uh, you know, your three seed is Mark. Mark had a, has had a fantastic year. Obviously, like we talked about, paced by Michael Thomas. But I'll tell you what, Andy, Derrick Henry, as we mentioned, one of the top running backs this season. Um, great pickup by Mark. And, and you know, Derrick Henry is a. Remember, I think I talked uh, talked some smack about him last year on the podcast, saying that I could tackle him. Um, I still think that I could, but. Um, <laughs> He's having an unbelievable season. And he would, is. And would he just really probably go beast mode through me for 70 yards. And I think I had him for like the past three years, just like, yeah, he didn't you do anything. Weren't you I a just kind of, big Derrick Henry guy? I was a big Derrick Henry believer. I had him year after year after year, and he never did anything. So I kind of soured on him. Yeah. And um, wish I would have drafted him this year. Yeah. Jeez. You and me both, man. Him. You and me both. I wish I would have taken him over uh, carry on injured Johnson. Yeah, God. Well, he is practicing again, Mike, but he, he can't know, play until week, what, 16 or I, something like that? Correct. I did pick him up today out of a panic. I was going to pick him up. I was like, oh, I bet Mike probably got him, though. Yeah, sure enough, you did. Sure enough. Yes, I did. I mean, I was like, you know, if he comes back and if I need him in week 16, I didn't even look at his matchup. I was like, I drafted him. I need him. You never know. I mean, you never know. It's good to have the depth, you know, and he's he's a good player, so. And Andy, I'll be honest, I'm surprised, speaking of depth, at the level of talent still in the free agent pool this year. It, it, I don't know if it's just a, a matter of it not being as close, so not, not everybody's trying to get the edge of the hot guy, or everybody just really likes their own team. Um, but it seems like there's been a few guys who I was really surprised that have hit the free agent market lately. Uh, I'd have to take a look at it, honestly. I, I know I pretty much rebuilt my entire bench just on uh, just on free agency. I mean, I got Tyrell Williams. I got your boy Michael Williams. I had Josh Gordon, Kerryon Johnson, um, Sean McCoy. Yeah, I mean, those guys don't blow me away. They don't, but they're really, depth. But they're depth, and they're they're, depth. they're better yeah. than you know a three point score that you could pick up if you got a guy that's injured. That's yeah. my that's my only point. Not guys that I would consider start. Yeah, and you need depth to win. That's for sure. Injuries happen, so yeah. Absolutely. Well, we have huge matchups this week with humongous concerns for the championship on, on the line. So we have the four seed, Andy, your team, the Avengers, finished eight and five versus the number five seed, and also an eight and five team, but a lower scoring eight and five team, and Matt's team going all in. Um, th this is a huge game. 
huge game. I mean, Andy, I believe you're projected to win this one. I am. Um, where is that at? 99.8 to 83.5. Ooh. So is, is Matt going to go with Josh Allen or Kyler Murray this week? That's the question, man. Who uh, Josh Allen, I think, plays, what, the Ravens? They play the Ravens? They do. Yeah, that's right. Ravens D. I, mean, I feel like the Ravens just put up so many points so yeah, fast. It's really un- that you have that's to throw true. the ball. That's a great point. A great and it just point. puts pressure on the quarterback. Because I didn't think their defense was anything special. No, I mean, no, credit, certainly you know, not. Well, that, that's why it happened. You know, the Browns jumped up on him early and big, and it forced him to just keep throwing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they can continue to do that. But, Andy, th- this is something that you rarely see, especially in, in playoff fantasy football here. You know, when you go to the team-by-team comparison, you know, where it gives, you know, one team the advantage over the other yeah. via each position, and you're projected to win every single position. Jeez. I don't know if you saw I'm that. I'm looking or not. at that right now. Yeah, geez, that's... You, you don't see that often. Bizarre. So, Andy, I with uh, with confidence. Um, before I say with finish my sentence, Josh Jacobs' status is he playing this week? How's he looking? I know he's questionable. Um, I'd have to look. He's he's questionable almost every single week. Is he? And he always ends up playing. Okay. So I would I would think he's going to play. Okay. All right. Well, then with confidence, I will be selecting the Avengers. To move on to the conference championship. Mike, I will see you in the conference championship. I'm also going with my team. All right. I like it. Let's it's going to be a fun – if that happens, it's going to be a fun podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll have to do like so. a, a bet or something. Yeah, we will. Um, For sure. Evan squeaked into the playoffs as the sixth seed, finishing seven and six, playing a – a very hot Drew Febreze, Mark's team. Um, the matchup on this one is close. very razor thin. Holy cow, that is it's a close, close matchup here. 71.1 for Mark, 96.8 for Evan. I mean, Evan's team has the, all the capabilities to just score a buck 20. But they also for have sure. the capability of scoring... 75. Evan has some tough matchups too. Marlon Mack against Tampa Bay's defense. They have a very good rush defense. Is Marlon Mack back? He's projected to he has projected for 11 or 10.9 points. Uh it's looking like he's going to play. Okay. Um but he's going up against a I very mean, tough rush defense. Coming off an injury against probably a, a defense that's top three against fantasy running backs is, is definitely a tough matchup for sure. For sure. For sure. He also has Tyreek Hill against new England's defense. Uh, Mark Man, Andrews against one. the bills defense. Yeah. Um, there's some tough matchups for Evan. Obviously those guys are all talented. Tyreek Hill could easily blow up at any oh, point for sure. For 30 points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mark Andrews, Seems to be Lamar Jackson's favorite target, but well, I don't know. It's it's it. He has some. The Ravens' tight end position in general is Lamar Jackson's favorite. Target. True, <laughs> that's true. But Mark Andrews being the number one tight end, very true. Yeah, I mean that's 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 an interesting one. On the other side, though, Michael Thomas is going up against San Fran's defense. Drew Brees, obviously, San Fran's defense. 
Mike Evans, Indianapolis. Um, so also some tough matchups there. Well, I will say Jack Doyle is the tight end start of the week um, at the tight end position. Um, so I expect Jack Doyle to actually outscore Mark Andrews this week. That's my bold prediction in this matchup. Um, okay. Austin Eckler, I think, has a big week as well. Um, I know I've liked Evan's team all season, but just based on matchups and what I'm, what I'm liking this week, um, unless Russell Wilson blows up against the Rams, which is entirely possible, um, I, I'm going to go with Mark's team. Moving on to the semifinals, or excuse me, the conference finals to face his, uh, his rival this year, Bill's team, to decide who really will uh, crown Be the, the champ Catawba of division. the Catawba division. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, this is tough. I think I think I'm going to go with Mark's team here also. Okay. It's, it's razor decides- thin and anything is possible. Um, Robert Woods had a great week last week for Evan. Um, I had him in, in DraftKings. Um, I like Aaron Jones' matchup. I mean, he's one of the he's fourth best running back against Washington. Derrick Henry has a good matchup, but yeah. versus Oakland, they're going to run the ball like crazy. I mean, does I mean Mark is playing Tariq Cohen? I don't like um, too much, but I mean, it seems to be working for him. Uh, I don't know what to do. I may change my pick here. I'm just keep going back and forth looking here. Do you want to? Do you want to just take matchup. both? Give me both teams. I can get credit. <laughs> For one of them. I'm going to switch to Evan. I'm switching to Boy, Evan. Boy, I'll tell you what, though, Andy. If I'm Mark, Marvin Jones has is playing Minnesota's defense. He's got him on his bench. I think I'm inserting Marvin Jones into my flex, putting Eckler as my running back, and putting Tariq Cohen on my bench. I, I think that's the move I make. That could do it. That could do it. I think that's the move I make. But, hey, Mark's 9-4. and four. I don't have to give him any advice. No, Mark knows what he's doing. So, all right. Well, uh, when we have our selections, Andy, who do you got? Um, Bye week or run CMC? Mike, I'm going to say you'll somehow narrowly advance the great past the bye week. Okay. The only thing that could really make you have a loss is, let's say, Lamar Jackson or Christian don't, McCaffrey don't, goes down. Don't, 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 then, don't, don't, don't put that, don't put that out to the universe, Andrew. You. I'm knocking on wood for you. <laughs> that would be the only way you could lose the bye week. Yes, for sure. For sure. Uh, same thing with the Pac-Men and all of their talent. As well. The Pac-Men now, Devontae Adams, what appears to be the first time since like week three is finally healthy. He had a huge game last week, so. Yeah. That's a good sign for the Pac-Man. Well, he did play the Giants. Still. And then he gets Washington this week. So Still a good sign. I mean, he's, he's, he's a stud. I mean, yeah, there's a reason he was a first-round draft pick. So yeah. I find it very interesting, Andy. You look at teams and their strategy this year. So you got your playoff teams, right? You have um, uh, Matt's team. Let me pull up Matt's team. So you have my team. I picked Christian McCaffrey in the first round, running back. Mm-hmm. You have Bill's team, who picked Devontae Adams in the first round, wide receiver. You have 
Mark's team took Michael Thomas, first-round wide receiver. Your team, Nick Chubb, first-round running back. Matt. David Johnson. Oh, God. Oh, David Johnson. Whoa. I do not miss you. Matt took David Johnson. Okay, so I'm going to put him as ugh, running back, I guess. Evan, in the first round, who did he take? He took Tyreek. He took Tyreek. Interesting. So usually you don't see guys that take a wide receiver early like that. Historically, for fantasy purposes, take a wide receiver early like that, um, make the playoffs and score as many points as these guys have. Um, So it's very interesting. It's almost split 50-50. It is. It really is. I think running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, 50-50. Interesting. I think that's got to be about the first time that's ever happened. So next year when everybody drafts, it's going to – because remember uh, last year, everybody went crazy bananas for running, running backs back. in, the, in the first three rounds. And um, I, I was all for preparing for that strategy, and I, all I took was running backs the first three rounds, and I kind of got screwed up. I screwed myself out of getting some good wide receivers. Um, but uh, the – the key is just getting guys who get the football. And, you know, Michael Thomas, Tariq Hill, um, Devontae Adams, now that he's healthy, are, are proving their worth. And yeah, obviously, want, I think the, wide receivers, they're worth it in the first round. Oh, they're absolutely worth it. I mean, you can look – the wide receivers, it only takes one play for the wide receivers to get a big chunk of points. Right. You know, same with running backs, I guess. But more, yeah. more often than not, you'll see, you know, four yards, five yards a carry, you know takes more than one carry to add up. If you have a stud wide receiver, you hit him on a deep pass, you know, in a, a team that's a, a high-scoring offense, I mean, you could you could put up a ton of points. Yeah. No doubt about it. Oh, man. Well, it's going to be an interesting week. I wish everybody the uh, the very best of luck. You, uh, you got anything else you want to cover? No, I'm just uh, – I, I uh, have two guys going tomorrow. I got Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson, Oof. so I'm a little Thursday bit Thursday night is a wild card, man. It is, but what's nice is that they both played last Thursday, so it's not really a short week for them. Oh, that's a good they point. They both played on Thanksgiving. That's a great point. So it's still a full week. Okay. Um, which, which makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Well, that that's a good point. That would definitely make me feel better, too. But Thursday night, for whatever reason, is just such a wild card when it comes to uh, to fantasy football. So I'm sure you'll be definitely tuning into that game. Oh, for sure. Um, no doubt. All right. You got anything else? You anything you got want to get off your chest? Nothing. I'm happy. I'm happy to finally be in the playoffs, Mike. Okay. It was a hard a first four seasons. It's a relief. So do you feel better about being in the playoffs than you do about the Browns? Um. You mean am I happy? What do you mean? What do you mean? So, so just in general, just you mean in general. am I happy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, yeah. so if the Brown, would you be? Ha- would, what would you be happier if the Browns made the playoffs or your fantasy team made the playoffs? Oh, the Browns, of course. Okay. But I mean, but uh, we're still waiting on that day. That's been what now? Eighteen, like seventeen years? Yeah. Seventeen years? Two thousand two? Oh god, it's so disgusting. Isn't that depressing? It's so disgusting. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah. So, Mike, enjoy your bye week. Good luck in Dynasty. Thank you. You had a big matchup in Dynasty, so. Yeah. 
Hope he can push through. Yeah, not looking good. Well, you never know, really. Projections really, at the, in the end of the day, they don't really mean a lot. No, no. You know? They don't. So, you have a good team. Anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the team I'm playing against has Odell Beckham, and he's playing the uh, Cincinnati Bungles. Andy, did you hear the rumors today that the Browns are looking at moving Odell in the offseason? Yeah, I don't buy that. I don't buy it either. As people are going to say, it's so easy to just say stuff about the Browns, you know, and it's happened for the past 20 years. I'll, I'll believe it when I, when I see it. Yeah. Well, I do have some good news for you, Andy, to conclude the podcast. As of right now, Nick Chubb is the number one in Pro Bowl voting for running backs. I saw that. He's the only that's Brown awesome. leading his position in votes. So that's great. Good that is awesome. For Nick Chubb. He's your boy. These are very deserving. He's your boy. So, uh, so are we going to the Browns game this weekend? Yes, we are. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited. We'll touch base offline on the, uh, on the deets. Sounds good, man. All right. I will see you on Sunday. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Hope everybody has a good week and, uh, good luck to the, uh, playoff teams and good luck to those aspiring toilet bowl teams. Good luck, everybody. Go Avengers. <laughs> now, don't forget, uh, don't forget, the toilet bowl loser must buy the winner of the league the ring. Correct. That is a standing rule. Correct. Very good. I'm glad you brought that back up. So, Mike, you, so we, one last thing. Sure. We, we could potentially have our first two time champion this year. Uh, the only, the people in the running, obviously, are you and Matt. So we'll see. We have never had a repeat champion. Is this possibly the year? Who knows? In our five-year history, no repeat champions. No repeat champions. Very interesting. We shall see. All right. Well, best of luck, everybody. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys later.